Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Fly ball sacrifice. No way. I'm hitting this ball out, baby. (laughs) A three run shot for Burnett, and the Brewers win it in the bottom of the nine. I'm giving that kid an A. Oh, yeah. 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 The Brewers East at the Giants nine to six. I would give him an A, but there's. There's only one A-plus call in Major League history. Babe Ruth's famous called shot at Wrigley Field in the 1932 World Series, as described by yours truly and Buck Bicep, the standard bearer by which all home run calls are compared. That's the only A-plus in the history of sports broadcast. As determined by the Hall of Fame, yeah, someday I'll take that out of the archives and demonstrate for the youngsters out there. Uh, The only A-plus home run call in Major League history, in addition to my humility. One of my greatest achievements. <laughs> Someday he'll dig that out. Yeah. Look forward to that day, Chainsaw. You betcha. What else is going on? All right. Babe Ruth at the plate. He's been getting an earful all day from the Chicago dugout, and I think he's had just about enough. Uh, and what's this? Babe Ruth is pointing his back to the center field sky. <laughs> Babe Ruth is predicting a home run, Buck. You're right, Buck. He's not predicting a home run. Babe Ruth is pointing to the sky. Something is spelled out up there. Surrender Dorothy. <laughs> what does that mean, Buck? Hi, who's this? Tremaine. Who are we calling? Cassandra. Is that your wife? Friend. Your friend? Yeah. You know how the game works, by the way? Yeah, I got to make her laugh for me. That she's having a baby and needs to come take her to the hospital. She's in labor right now. She's in labor right now. Okay. Cassandra. What? This is Tremaine. I need you to do me a favor. What? Listen. Uh-huh. I'm sitting on Highway 5 headed south. I was on the way to work. Uh-huh. The cops put me over for speeding. Uh-huh. I told him I was on the way to pick you up because you're in labor. He wanted to take me to jail. And? I didn't realize I had a, a warrant for my arrest. He's back at his car right now. He's on the way back up here. I, I'm on the cell phone. Uh-huh. I want you to lie to him and tell him you're in labor. Somebody call somebody else. I need, hey, Cassandra, just do this, please. Here what he did comes. you say to me? Cassandra, here he comes. Okay. Here he comes. Here he comes. Yes, hello. Hi. Hello? Yes. Yes, I'm waiting on Tremaine to come and pick me up. What's the problem? I'm in labor. Right now? Yes. How far apart are your contractions? Hell, I don't know. Hell, you don't know. Well, you're <laughs> supposed to time that, aren't you? Yes, but I didn't time them. Well, didn't you go to Lamaze? No. Well, are you having one right now? Yes. What does it feel like? It hurts. Uh-huh. Are you doing your breathing? 
No. Well, you got to do your breathing. <laughs> Would you stand and let him come on? Huh? What's that? Sandra, breathe. Come on. So who's your doctor? Who's my doctor? Yeah, who's your doctor? Dr. Moran. All right, I'm going to get back on the radio and have Dr. Moran summoned to the hospital for you. Okay. Which hospital is yours? Which one is mine? Yeah. In, in Char- Sharp. All right, hang on. Talk to your husband for a second here. Hello? Jermaine. Huh? This is not working. I can't. Not. He's going to call my doctor. Cassandra. <laughs> Calm down. Just, hey, you got to do this. Quick, hey, you got to do this. I'm serious. Jermaine, but he's going to call my doctor, then I'm lying. How they going to call you, doctor? You ain't give him a number yet, did you? If you don't do this, I'm going to be in jail. Hang on, hang on. Here he comes again. Here he comes again. Jermaine. Hello. How are you feeling? Fine. Have you had any more contractions? Yes. Has your water broken yet? No. You're, oh, then you got all day. Don't worry about that. I got plenty of time to write him a ticket. Hey, let me speak to him. All right, hang on. Cassandra. I can't Cassandra. What? Hey, listen, you got to breathe hard in and out, make him think you're having a baby. Otherwise, I'm going to jail. I can't afford to go to jail. Is he going to call my doctor? No, he ain't going to call your doctor. He just think I'm bullshitting him because I got a cell phone in my car. Why are you calling somebody else? <laughs> you're the only person I could think of. Come on now. Uh, he wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you. He want to talk to you. Hold on. Here he is again. Yes, hello? Yes. I'll tell you what, I'll bring him to the house. We'll, I'll give you a police escort. Let so, me stay with him, please. Go ahead, Tremaine. Cassandra, what's wrong? What did you just tell him? I didn't tell him anything. He said he's going to send a police escort oh, to my house. Listen, listen, just tell him I'm five minutes from there and you live ten minutes from the hospital. I just need to get there as quick as I can. Tremaine, I'm not going to jail for lying for you. Uh, he wants to talk to you. <laughs> Hold on, here he is again. You're getting me in trouble. Hold on. <laughs> Yes, ma'am? Hello? All right, I'm going to put Tremaine here in the, the black and white with me, and we'll be over to pick you up, and we'll give you a police escort to the hospital to make sure everything's okay. Hold on, let me speak with Tremaine again. You know, I don't want you having, like, a cooped-up baby or anything. A cooped-up baby? Mm. What do you mean, a cooped-up baby? Well, you know, you're trying to squeeze it back, and all of a sudden you get his head, you know, it comes out, and his head's all dented up from squeezing him back. I've seen it happen. There's so, no such thing as a cooped-up baby. Well, how many babies have you had? I don't have but none. I well, don't have any. Well, I've had four, and I got two cooked up ones myself. No, you don't. Yes, I do. There's no such thing as a cooked up baby. I've been around a lot of babies. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be at your house in five minutes. I got pictures. I'll show you their cooked up dead and heads. All right, here's Tremaine. Cassandra. What? He's, he's, Cassandra, he's bluffing. I'm not laughing at Cassandra, he's bluffing. I'm telling you, he's bluffing. Just say, yeah, come on, just get here quick. I guarantee you he'll let me go. And start breathing hard and scream out like you're in pain. I can't do this no more. Tell us, tell start, I can't do this. Tell him to start screaming. Start screaming. Just start screaming and he'll let me go, okay? He wants the phone back. Here he is again. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. Lady, I'm busy writing tickets. What do you want? I want Jermaine to come now. Well, i got to write him a ticket and take him to jail. Why? Because he was speeding. He was doing 100 miles an hour. What? Let me take the terrain again. How many times? What am I, an operator? Yes. All right, here. Cassandra. Where is he, Jermaine? You're killing me. If I go to if I go to jail for this, I ain't going to ever forgive you. Well, Jermaine, I ain't my fault you were speeding. I told you to slow your ass down anyway. <laughs> So don't blame me for something that you've done. All right, well, talk, to the cop. talk to the cop. Here. Excuse me? Jesus. Talk to the cop. Thanks a lot, Cassandra. I really appreciate Tell it. Tell him I want to talk to him. Don't, don't make he me... wants to talk to you again. All right, now, ma'am? Yes, sir. All right, now, listen. I have written out this ticket. Uh, I ran his driver's license. There is a bench warrant for his arrest. I will let him go on one condition. And that is? All you have to do is tell me the name that you and your husband have agreed on here for this baby 
and I'll let him go. Tremaine Jr. No, come on. That's the name we've agreed upon. He told me you're having a baby girl. Who names a boy no, Tremaine Jr.? No. That's cooped up. You are guaranteed to have a cooped up baby. How would you like to have a little cooped up? He did up? not tell you I was having a baby girl. Put yes, him. he did. No, he did it. You know, it's bad enough that your baby's going to have a cooped up head, but it's a girl and you're naming it Tremaine Jr.? What kind of mother are you? He did not tell you. He said you're having a baby girl. Please. Well, then let me hear him say that because we're having a boy. What am I here? Talk to your wife. Cassandra, what was he just saying? I did not tell him that. I was we nervous. We are having a boy, and we're naming him Tremaine Jr. That's what I told him. He did not, you did not, how could you tell him we're having a boy? I didn't say that. He asked me, was we having a baby? I said, yes, a boy. You're going to name him after me. I'm nervous. That's what, what I said. told him. Look, That's I ain't never exactly been to You got to take him to be nervous. Damn. Did you he tell said him? you told him we was having a girl. No, I didn't, so you did it. I stayed with my life. How do you feel? I feel fine. Tell oh. her I'm mason you. He mason me. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Here, here, here he is again. What? What do you want? I'm busy masoning this guy. Masoning him? Yeah. Why are you masoning him? That's what cops do. But what? He ain't did nothing. <laughs> Don't mason him because he hasn't done anything. He's having a cooked up baby with a boy's name. He is not having a cooped up baby. Will you stop it? God oh, damn. Cassandra. What? You're on the damn radio. <laughs> Jobs 
And the strawberry love jelly. Oh, and a crate of tampons that is a sale. And so, the unsuspecting customer now became a clerk for the store. And people would come in, and they'd make their purchases, and she would deal with them in a most kind and generous manner. Yeah. You unbelievable freak of nature. <laughs> Put the money on the counter. I don't know whether to punch your hand. Shut up. Get the hell out before I kick your ass. Oh, God. And then, into the store, walked a local celebrity. I sold a 
Really? Yeah, I sold that black one over there for $35. Okay. I sold the striped one over there for $29. Fantastic. And then Route 66 came in, and I sold their coffee service for $29.95. So we're going to Egg and TP. Abramowitz. Is there a crowd out there? There's a few uh, hopefuls, I think, who are hoping to have an egg or two. <laughs> All right, is everybody ready? Ready. Just in a little bit. <laughs> ready? We need Boyer doing a drum roll. And
10 seconds, right? Who's doing the countdown? I'll count. Knees down, hands on the rim.
now let's uh, cover sports. Here's the chainsaw on KGB. Thank you very much, Dave Rickard. Shut it down, Chris Boyer. Route 66. Hello again, everybody. In the sports world. Remembers if he did traffic or not. Roof! And he did this thing a couple of times where when he forgets the 7 o'clock report, he'll come to me right before Chainsaw. Right. Like at 7.30. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Busting your balls, Dave. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. She's a Kathy Lee. Did you hear the tone? <laughs> Did you hear, you know, sometimes he forgets at 7 o'clock and then he goes to me right before chainsaw. Well, he didn't do it this time. I hate him. I hate him. Yeah, that's what we heard. I don't need him. Uh, that was great. <laughs> Sports fans, I hope you heard all of that. We're going to replay it on Saturday. <laughs> we, we're going to replay it later in the show. Oh. Oh, we're going to play it back. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. Hello again, everybody, in the sports world. He never remembers if he did traffic or not. Roof! And he did thing a Let's couple see. of times where this is good. Uh-huh. when he forgets the 7.10, the 7 o'clock report, All right. he'll go you. to me right before chainsaw. Right. Like at 7.30. Right. <gasps> oh, don't play it again. So who are you? Who are you? Who are you bitching who are you bitching, at? bitching to uh, about me? Well, I was talking to Lil. Anna, put her on hold from uh-huh. the beginning. Uh-huh. He never comes to me on time, and what he does, and oh, it's such a pain in the ass working here. Oh. I hate him. Oh. You mean your lesbian lover wanted to call you? I wanted to talk to you. I have a private call, and here you are. Dave's bumping you ten minutes, so I can't talk to you. Is that it? No. Please. Have you not mastered the off switch? <laughs> yes. How long have you been in radio? Like 15 years. And you have yet to master the technical oh, God. wizardry of the off button. Maybe she did turn the microphone off, but she's speaking through her braces that's picking up some oh, sort of microphone radio right. signal. Oh, well, well my teeth hurt. I'm going to deal with this son of a bitch. You can't get to me on time. It wasn't a mean thing. No. Why you're so anxious to hear it again? <laughs> you know, jobs can be such an inconvenience when you're yeah, trying to make a private phone call. Go ahead, Chainsaw. All right. And that Chainsaw, it's uh, the Peter Tosh. If I hear Peter Tosh one more time, I'm out. Why do we have to have sports on the show? Oh, 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 same thing. National Bat. Oh, she's a bit of a Football Association. Need a little bit. Oh, my. Oh, my. What is that? Hello, good everybody. A, a Bravo at, you know, shooting God. What is that? All right. You don't know what it's like doing four hours a day. <laughs> what? I over-exaggerate everything. No, over-exaggerate. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to continue with the traditions of Sky Show and what Sky Show morning broadcast would be complete without a visit from our senior correspondent. Charles Asphalt, reporting from somewhere on the road. Good morning, Charlie. Well, good morning. I'm Charles Asphalt, and this is Friday morning. Today, I'm standing outside beautiful Qualcomm Stadium, and the natural splendor of this peaceful, bucolic, picture-postcard parking lot. The comforting whiff 
of the indigenous California porta potty. <laughs> Recently tilted back upright here on stage. <laughs> oh. There was a time during the last century when the Sky Show was not nearly as pyrotechnically ambitious. All Sky Show 1 featured was Ray Kroc burning his hand on a french fry. <laughs> Sky Show 5 featured Roger Hedgecock blowtorching each of his 742 indictments. <laughs> programming genius Thaddeus P. Smallwood <laughs> scheduled a sky show, pyrotechnic show at a day game. <laughs> <laughs> but all is all is quiet now during this early morning prelude. Although there in that pile of dumped out barbecue charcoal sure enough it's Bruce Henderson and the San Diego Chicken. <laughs> Hopping away on a Friday morning. From San Diego's Qualcomm Stadium, I'm Charles Asphalt. Hope you enjoy this Friday morning as much as they are. <laughs> shopping. Edith looking for a place to sit. Only one open seat on the bus. Sits down and he thinks he thinks he recognizes the person he's chosen to sit next to. Oh, that's, wow, funny hat. Yeah. Long flowing robes. Right. Hey, uh, are you somebody famous? Why, why yes indeed. Um, are you Indeed, I am. I'm the Pope. Yep, the Pope was just riding the bus this one day, and Edith happened to sit down next to the Pope. Pope. Oh, well, I'd read that's really something. I'm the Pope. Pope Sean Paul III. Sean Paul. The Irish Pope. Right. Don't really know why the Pope was on the University Avenue bus, but the Pope was there and just kind of fiddle around with the crossword puzzle. Hey, Pope, you're doing a crossword? Is it the Times? Yes, it is, as a matter of fact. Yes, indeed. Pope was stuck on one word in particular, though. I love those crosswords, Popey. Those are great stuff. And so the Pope asked for Edith's help. I'm wondering if you might help me here. Do you know a four-letter word for a woman that ends with U-N-T? Um... Yeah, how about aunt? A-U-N-T? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Sure. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> what you happen to have an eraser? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Set to go here in the fifth. 
will be a change behind the play due to last inning's foot injury of C.J. Gonzalez coming off the bench to do a catch. It'll be Don Perry. <laughs> Perry's got a nice squat to him. Legs spread wide, each foot acting as a separate seat for the cheeks of his supple behind. Where set, <laughs> yeah. curveball just misses the inside corner ball one. Look at home plate umpire Ron Davies. He squats down very low, snug against the catcher to get a good look at the balls. His right hand on the catcher's shoulder, his right knee practically resting on the catcher's back. And now Judy on Make It Stay Wow. Hey, Judy, how you doing, girl? It's Jody, actually. I beg your pardon. Jody, how are you? Thanks, I'm okay. Hey, I've got a great one for you. Um, October of 87, um, right, right around the time of the Whittier earthquake, um, it was, I was working in a cemetery, and it was, it was hotter than hell. But anyway, um, they came to me and asked me if I would drive the two morticians to this house. And this woman, well, because they had, they had to go pick up a body. Well, this woman died sitting on the toilet. Oh, grunting one out. And Just her, like Elvis. Yeah, well, her, her, well, she weighed over 300 pounds, and her back was, was stuck in the toilet seat. No. So anyway, what happened was, well, they, the the daughter was there, and and with her attorney, and, and they were, you know, they told us, you know, if you break anything or you know, you know, do any kind of damage, we're going to sue. So anyway, I mean, they wouldn't even let us remove the toilet seat. That would have been the easiest way, but they just wouldn't would wouldn't let us do it. So anyway, that's too bad. Have, that makes a nice frame for that. Yeah, ad. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so um, the, the, these two these two idiots that I was that, that I was I was uh, I was with, they're sitting there and they're, they're pushing and everything, you know. And they said, "Oh, we think we we felt their move." And they said, uh, "You know, why don't you know? We're gonna you know just just stand behind her and push on her back, and we're gonna we're gonna pull on the arms, and she should she should." Uh, you know, Pop she free. Come right out. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing was that she had been dead for about a week. Oh no! Oh no! And <laughs> don't, anyway, don't. You, see what, you see what's coming, right? I know what's coming. Uh, uh, if I give yeah. you, a, if I give you a wow, will you stop right there? <laughs> no, no we have to hear. We have to hear. You have to hear. We have to hear. You know, this is the stuff that We're you insist on, I know. and then you always regret. I know, I know. It's All like spicy right. food. I want to eat it, and then I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jody. <laughs> okay. Continue the story. You're pulling on the old dead lady for a week's <laughs> arms. <laughs> Gee, I imagine they both came off. Oh. No, she broke at the waist. Oh! Oh, <laughs> Completely. I put her on hold. Uh, <laughs> wow. I have to know more. Wow. I have to know more. What? I'm like CSI. I must know oh, more. Right. Take it in private. I must investigate more. Come on. Oh, <laughs> At the way. Yes, and I heard the wow, too. Yeah, oh. we know. Oh. We're yeah, giving okay. you the wow. Big deal. Uh, so, <laughs> Completely, was, she broke completely. She broke completely at the waist. Oh. It had been so hot, and the sun had been coming in through the bathroom window, and so she was tan like right around the waistline. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's where I always try to tan. It was pretty. Did she disgusting. have a nice tan line where she broke off? Yeah. Um, it was, hold on, hold on. So on, then, jam it back together, little cummerbund. You're all good to go. She's like Barbie. Jeez. What? <laughs> God, jeez, <laughs> grossest thing I've ever heard. No kidding. <laughs> Chainsaw, she broke in half. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Did you see that? Did you see that? The airline industry will work its way out of its problems, but there's no doubt that they have been a real casualty of the events of 9-11. I had to have something to light me up. It's the doing it.
Rogers and Hammerstein's casting director, and within the next uh, two weeks, I was in the chorus of South Pacific, and within that year, I was playing the lead in Oklahoma. Oh, oh my God. I mean, how, that's how it happened. My very first it's a dream come true story. Did you get to make out with Drew Carey? Well, we kissed. You know, everybody said, is he a good kisser? I said, yeah, he's a darn good kisser. <laughs> he's a funny guy. Yeah. Tongues? Very funny guy. Oh, boy. No, no tongue. <laughs> All right. I had that. Maybe, maybe the second kiss might He's an Academy been. Award winner. You just heard our weakest link. <laughs> Bye. I think I love you. Hi, this is Shirley Jones, and you're listening to Dave Shelley and James Berber. Hello, this is Simon from American Idol. I just want to say. The CSC is proud to present a San Diego Idol. Truly, this man has a lot of talent. Number 55. <laughs> Junior Sayer. He is an example of fine American talent. Abramowitz. I the weekend that was, the weekend when you guys took it to five and two. Right. Abramowitz proclaimed the Chargers as a playoff game. You know how many games were won after that five and two oh, weekend? Abramowitz. He's doing good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you, right down the hall. If you ever if you ever do that to us again, you and I are going at it. I just said it as a Charger fan. I was optimistic about you, the way things were looking. You forgot about the power of the whammy. I don't have a whammy, sir. You have you. a whammy. A with <laughs> Stay in the closet this year. Junior <laughs> <laughs> is going to nail your butt to a tree. You know what? In 10 years, 10 or 15 years, game day Sunday to you is going to mean I'm not getting out of this chair. <laughs> Underwear and beers, huh? Underwear and beard men? It's a high you cannot recreate. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are going to make me come out of uh, come out of retirement talking about underwears. And, uh, well, basically, Dave wants to see you in your right. underwear. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to, Dave. You got some tennis. I don't want to see anybody in their underwear. You sure now? Chainsaw wants to shower with you. Well, that's, that's a given. The 60s. <laughs> what groovy times. Like the fat floor. Smashing, baby. Yeah, remember them? You know, Paul McCartney even chatted with Dave, Shelley, and Jane so. I remember it like it was yesterday, baby. Johnny Unitas died yesterday of a heart attack. He was 
69, Johnny Yu. He'll be remembered as one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history and to the NFL's all-time team selection committee, the greatest. When the all-time team was selected in the year 2000, Joe Montana was second team. Johnny Yu was the man. Three-time MVP, two NFL championships, of course, with the Baltimore Colts. One Super Bowl, 1971, won an untouchable 47 straight games with at least one touchdown pass. Personal remembrance. A couple of years ago, I hosted a fundraiser auction for the YMCA. After auctioning off a Ken Caminiti autographed steroid syringe, (laughs) a Johnny Unitas autographed football was up for bid, and I wanted it. So I and this old Baltimore Colts fan in the back of the banquet hall got into a bidding war. Uh Uh-oh. Since I had control of the microphone, I said, going once, twice, sold real fast, and walked off <laughs> with the Johnny Unitas autographed football Cheater. for $325, wow. which went to the YMCA summer camp for underprivileged kids. Not all that gallant, I charged the YMCA $5,000 to host the event, <laughs> which meant 125 exactly. kids had to stay home that summer. But whatever. <laughs> Take it out of my exorbitant tail of fate. And bring me another cocktail. <laughs> That's the best part of the story. The reason I wanted the ball, Uh I knew that my cousin, a bronze star, Purple Heart Vietnam vet, was a huge Johnny Unitas fan who lived his dream years ago when he was scouting locations in Baltimore for the movie Accidental Tourist starring William Hurt and Gina Davis, who won an Academy Award for that movie. My cousin had lunch in Baltimore during that same trip, one-on-one, with Johnny U. True story. Fast forward years later, about a month after I bought the football, we were at our annual family reunion at Pismo Beach. I said, hey, Steph, you want to play some catch? He said, sure. I tossed him the ball. He caught it. I faked an injury and said, ah, I can't play anymore. Go ahead. You, you just keep the ball. And he said, what? What? Looked down, saw the Johnny autograph, and boom, a Hollywood moment right there. Then you made the family. <laughs> no, then he walked over and said, just kidding, give me the ball back, loser. Well, pretty amazing the way I mixed in a Hall of Fame quarterback, an Oscar winner, a Vietnam vet, charity work, and an unabashed big-shot gesture of tender-hearted generosity that hopefully helps cancel out several of the truly horrible things I've done in my life. Yep. An air check session <laughs> from a Broadway oh, show last all night. Right, <laughs> They're always fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, all that, all that is coming. Oh no! All the stuff you love. <laughs> Yay! Here we go. I've done this. I've done this since I was a kid. I don't know okay. why. I don't either. I know you probably think I'm stupid. Nope. Listen to this. Who are you talking to? Himself. Wait for it.
Laura. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? Fine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank Good. you. I just wanted to let you know, when you played that promo chicken clucking thing, I just woke up. I was lying in bed. I didn't want to get up. And my bathroom is about eight feet from my bed. I did not make it. Oh, oh you no. could date a Bromwood. Uh-huh. He likes the girls who load their jammies. No. Thank you very much. No, thank you very much. Oh, you poor Ooh, thing. Maybe we could go oh, out with that. Uh, did you ever, you ever, you ever crack the bed? You're perfect for me, crud. Thank you, Laura. Go do the laundry. just about to begin the uh, the wedding ceremony. Now, there's something very, very important that I think uh, every man and woman should know before they get married, and that is, you know, what to expect on, on your wedding night. Of course, these oh are, my <laughs> well, you know, you're a young man who's, who's going to be with your bride later on tonight, and, a, you know, a boy can be shy. That's to be expected. And so uh, I know that your fiancé is listening. Uh... Right now, of course, she's out of sight, but she's listening, and we have you here. So we'd like to bring in our relationship expert, my Aunt Edna. Hello. Yes, hello, Aunt Edna. Are you there? Hello. Yes, hello. Hello, Dad. Yes, hello, Aunt Edna. This is your Aunt Edna calling from Lawrenceville Village up in North County. Hello, Edna. Yeah. Did you hear that we're having a wedding here today? David, I don't know about that, but I understand one of your friends is having a wedding today. Well, as a matter of fact, since you bring it up, yes. Oh, David, honey, I'll never forget your mother and father's wedding ceremony. I wish you would. You've forgotten everything else. I wish you would forget. Midway through the vows, your older brother started crowning. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> glory be. That had to be the first and only combination of wedding and circumcision in the history of... Alumni Association. Yeah, yes. 
this weenie, honey. Her legs are apart so much, each knee thinks it's the only one. Oh, Adele Heimlich is a woman of huge appetites. Her idea of a balanced meal is a pork sausage in each hand. Oh, and she's a big girl. When she was diagnosed with flesh-eating disease, her doctor gave her only 24 years to live. When she wears a crucifix around her neck, there's an actual person on it. She's a large girl. But now, Wayne, honey, Wayne, honey. I'm sorry. Yeah. I understand your bride is a gal from across the border. Yes, she yeah. is. She's from Veracruz. Yeah, wasted away in Senoritaville. Now we know. Donde la chichi como on top instead? Yes. You know, that is so wonderful. Now, I hope the language barrier hasn't caused you two kids any problems because your relationship could really fall apart if suddenly she started understanding what you were saying. If your little senorita ever decides to learn English, change the code. Learn German or something. Because German is such a pretty language, so lyrical and flowing. But whatever you do, Wayne, honey, don't learn French, because the next thing you know, you'll want to learn how to French kiss. Yes, ask your son how hideously disgusting that can be. I'll tell you what, French kissing is horrible. One night, my Chester ran his tongue down my throat so far, I thought I was getting a colonic. So anyway, have a wonderful day. This is your day, honey, and I wish you all the happiness for you and your Hell, David, I love his program. Hi, here's George next year on 60 Second Divorce. Hello, George. How you doing? Doing great. Who are we calling? Uh, my wife, Susana. I'm, so- I'm sorry, your name is Jorge? Yes, yes. I'm sorry? Yes. Well, that's not how you spell Jorge, you goof. <laughs> J-O-R-G-E. Don't they sp- don't they teach Spanish in eighth grade over there? <laughs> okay, Jorge. Yes. We're calling Susanna. Uh-huh. And what are you going to tell her? I'm going to tell her we're not going to go to Mazatlan. We're still going to go to my brother, visit my brother in Texas. What would you be going to Mazatlan for? We were going to go baptize her niece. Ah. We were going to go baptize her niece. Yeah, baptism in the family. Yeah. And instead you want to go where? To Texas, visit my brother. Sure, okay. All right, let's dial her up. And she's a brown gal. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Here we go. Stand by. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. I ain't no maiming. No, digo. 
Talk to me in English. I'm not going to no ugly baby baptism. I'm not going to no ugly baby baptism. Shut the fuck up. That is English. That is English. I'm sure of it. Clear as a bell. Oh, amazing. Yes, I'm sorry. I do not speak English. Okay. But you were just talking. Yes, yes. Hot dog, hot dog. Yes, sir. No, sir. Maybe. Okay. All right, George. Hello again, everybody. It's our sports world. America's Cup legend Dennis Conner conducted boat retrieval practice yesterday. <laughs> hey, kid. Captain here. His $5 million yacht sank to the bottom of the sea outside Long Beach yesterday. Connor's boat decided to sail to China the hard way. <laughs> Fortunately, the Earth's crust halted the journey from 55 feet below sea level, so the mast of the boat was sticking out of the water, which made it a lot easier to find. Seven members of the last place New York Mets are suspected of smoking marijuana this mm. season, which makes two kinds of grass they suck on. Although last night, one of their players had four hits and then went out and played the game. This Saturday night at the El Cajon Speedway, Chris Boyer will strap into the big, bad Blanco Burrito Bomber with hopes of taking the checkered flag, as they mentioned last hour. The last time Boyer took the checkered flag was in September of 1999 when he snatched it out of the hands of the track official. He used it as a tablecloth for one of his uptown dates. Worked very well. He draped it over the hood of one of his rusting Jeeps for a romantic outdoor picnic. Careful, don't step on the oil pan or the petrified dog crap. Boyer's <laughs> Bachelor Mansion in Zenti. It's not the Ritz, it's the sh- <laughs> Get your reservation today because you should have plenty of reservations about going there. <laughs> hey, did you see Tiger's uh, blonde girlfriend walking around at the U.S. Open? Yep. Annika Blortenborg, I believe is her name. <laughs> Now, she's Thai and African-American, and she's Swedish. This is no casual romance. This is a Swedish black tie affair. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a million dollars. Sports fans, an alleged Russian crime boss was arrested in Italy yesterday on U.S. charges that he tried to fix the pairs and ice dancing figure skating competitions at the Salt Lake City Olympics. Putting the fix on ice dancing, and they say there isn't a gay mafia. Last week, his gang robbed a bank, tied up the safe, and blew the guard. <laughs> well, it's a national holiday, and your president has declared that he wants all wives, girlfriends, taking care of their men here on National Stake in Aberdeen. You know, it's the only way we can liar. fight Osama bin Laden. I've never seen any news story about Bush. <laughs> yeah, I've heard your news. I've checked all the reputable news sources. Yeah. He's not endorsing it. There's no card at Hallmark. I was here at 9 o'clock. I heard your news. <laughs> I mean, come on, Shelly. Who was it last week who said Paula Yeh, too? Ta-da! Jeez. Jeez. Boyer. Please. You know, I, your, your news sources are deemed somewhat less than reliable. I had a girlfriend who uh, said to me once, he's going. He doesn't know that he's, he's no. hit rock bottom and he's still nope. digging. Yeah. Who said, uh, no, uh, on your birthday. I'll go to your birthday. Talking about on my birthday. Well, my girlfriend Gail doesn't do it for her boyfriend. I was all excited about doing a, 
a Steve and Billy run on yeah. Snake and Knobber Day here, but he sucked the life out of me. Yeah, yeah. I was ready for hey, you know, he's run, lost he's, the will to live. He's, run, he's just rung me out. Yeah. He's not a great guy, Philly Billy Warren. You know, let me tell you something. Yeah. Off the air, he's a great guy. Really? On the air, Apple, it's, like, right. it's like Chuck Benarek. He's like who? Tackling Frank Gifford, knocking him out of the season of 1960 in Philadelphia. I remember that day. Come on, Steve. I don't remember that day because I wasn't born yet, you old man. <laughs> Why do you have to talk to me about these statistics? Me? You're the statistics. Date back 40-some-odd years before most of this bald, sweaty, Tom small penis audience was oh. even born. Oh. Yeah. Kevin's... And body solutions dieting, Steve, along with that peanut implant stuff with the sweaty palm injection, you're good to go. Really? Yeah. You've had sweaty palm problems before, Billy, Billy, we're now. You know, come on, occasionally, you know, you get nervous before a big game or something. Come on, Steve. And I've that's seen what's what... going on on the roof over there, my goodness. Steve, that, that, that stuffed pizza will just slide right out of your head if you don't got the you know, dry hat, Steve. I don't know, sometimes sweaty palms can be used to an advantage. You're not part of who's this. Who's that? I don't know who's that. Who's that? Uh, is that Joe Petito? Who is that? Ernie Martinez? Who is that? That was Mike, Mike McGregor checking in with a traffic. Something to report right now. Back to you, boys. <laughs> Let me tell you about steak and dollar day. How exactly small is your penis, Billy Joel Wendell, that you need to take these, what is it, Botox injections? What is it? What is it? I don't take the Botox injections. How does your wife, Corinne, Steve. put up with such a small penis man? She does it. That's the thing, Steve. I sleep in a garage most of the time, Steve. I leave the league, I leave the league and sleep in the garage. Really? That's right, Steve. Really? That's right. I think it should be number and then the steak, Steve, because, you know, hey. I don't want to eat a steak and then have to, you know, redistribute my uh, blood circulation down there. I remember in uh, a few years ago when I was working for the Los Angeles Raiders. Oh, here we go with the silver and black. I spoke with Al Davis about a steak <laughs> yeah, and yeah, knobber. Heart of darkness. You wanted one from Al? Talked about just organizing a steak and knobber day for the players. That's the kind of assistant I was. Well, Take care of my boys. No wonder they haven't won a Super Bowl since 1984, Steve. When exactly was the last time the Philadelphia Eagles... They've never won one. Oh, isn't that interesting? So you I've know. got the ring and you got nothing. Nothing but a sweaty palm, a bald head, and a small penis. Steve, <laughs> you don't have a ring. You don't have a ring. You weren't with the Raiders at any point, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, we know that you have a choice when making your listening habits, and that's why you take the easy choice of listening to the undisputed, unchallenged leader of all sports radio. I hope the radio. For Billy Billy Wendell, I'm Steve Hartman. Who the hell do you think you are? What the hell is that? Dave Shelley and Chainsaw.
are the beatniks, the defiant young, coming from every walk of life. Okay, if you're just tuning in. Dave Daly Chainsaw on KGB. What I want KGB. What a way to start the day. Oh, he didn't know. He was just following orders. He's a good guy. 
starting to think all that stuff he said about us was just crap. No. No. This is Marion Ross, Dave, Shelley, and Chainsaw. Sit on it. Hola. Gracias. Para asparar. Para David, Shelley, y Chainsaw. O promira numero uno. Para de la calebra en mis pantalones. O promira numero dos. Ha-ha. You do all the talking.
board tonight? Call the party line. 176-PARTY. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And talk to other horny teens just like yourself. I'm going to have fun tonight. I'm going to call the party line and talk to horses, glamorous people, and cute guys. Hi, my name's Judy. I'm 5'11". I weigh 100 pounds and my measurements are 36, 23, 36. And I'm 14 and I like Metallica and blue eyes. And I want to be a model and study surfing in Hawaii. What do you look like? Well, my name is Vern, and I'm really, you know, neat-looking and stuff like that, and I like to stay in my room, and where it's really dark, and I like to play with my fishes and stuff like that, and I like Pop-Tarts. <laughs> the Party Line. Just $4 a nanosecond plus toll of any, and there will be. Be sure not to tell your parents. KGBFM. We'll turn it over to uh, Mr. Aragua for a Friday morning sit call. I believe we have Joy on the phone. Are you there, Joy? Hi. Joy, what's your last name? Reed. Joy Reed? Uh-huh. <laughs> no relation to our agent, I take it. Oh, I'm his uh, far cousin. Far cousin. All right. What do you do, Joy? I'm a merchandiser installation. For? Trissy. 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 Uh, who is your boss? Uh, Cindy's in charge because Fred took off for the weekend and left us all. Fred pulled out and now you want the weekend off. Yeah. Right. Does Cindy have a good sense of humor? Yeah, she does. Okay. Why don't you be ready to play along with whatever we say, okay? Oh, sure. Okay. We get you the weekend off, we'll get you those Allman Brothers Little Feet concert tickets, all right? All right. All right, sit tight. Let's get Cindy Johnson on the line. This is your office we're calling? Um, it's the whole store. Does she answer the phone? No. You have to pay for it. Still. Thrifty Dog, working 24 hours a day. How can I help you? Uh, Cindy Johnson, please. Cindy, hold on a second. Thank you. Debbie, may I help you? Uh, yes. My name is Nick Aragua. I'm a special agent attached to the Senate Judiciary Committee, which has been convened to investigate Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas? You could, uh, you could help me out. I'm calling from my special agent two-way radio and say over when you're done talking. Then I can key out. Over. Okay, I know Joy Reid. Over. <laughs> okay, well, the reason we're calling is because uh, Joy Reid has come forth uh, to the United States Senate. She has had some run-ins with Clarence Thomas, and uh, we need her in Washington today to testify on the hearings. Over. Testify in Washington? Over. That's correct. You have to testify in Washington. It appears that she and Mr. Thomas had a run-in. Uh, I really can't go in any further because it's classified information. Over. What would you like me to do? Over. Actually, I can tell you what happened if I swear you in quickly. Uh, what is your name? Over. Cindy Johnson. Over. Cindy Johnson. Uh, raise your right hand and just repeat after me. I, Cindy Johnson. I, Cindy Johnson. Swear not to tell anyone else. Or not to tell no one else. What I'm about to tell you. What you're about to tell me. Over. Over. Uh, it appears that uh, Judge Thomas at one time gave uh, Joy Reed a snuggie, and uh, we need to investigate whether that makes him uh, the right kind of man to be a Supreme Court judge. She'll be in Washington testifying all day, won't be able to make it into work. Over. Okay. Can you pass that on? Over. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Bye-bye. How can she fall for something like that? I told well, guess you what? Guess what, Snuggy girl? You're going to the Almond Brothers. All right. And little cheese. I love it. Love your show.
Okay, Elvis, if you could give this one extra energy today. Okay. Yeah, there's a big time talk to host of the sound. Who? Uh, Johnny Carson. He just started over at NBC. He'll never make it. Are you ready? Can we do this now, please? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you goof up, we'll just, just, keep, just keep going. That's what you're Yeah, if you goof up, just keep on going, all right? Here we go. Thank you. are welcome. Classic, okay. Let's, let's get this thing going. Two, three, four. Hold on, please. Okay, let's it up, fellas, please. All right. Take two. Little sister, don't you? They have no talent. 
former Don Patrol producer, Jimmy Barron. There were days I'd come in and have all sorts of great bits lined up for Dave. You know, uh, reading horoscopes out of the newspaper, or, or calling up listeners and wishing them happy birthday. You know, original, cutting-edge, slam-dunk stuff. But uh, Dave wouldn't go for it. He, he'd rather go with the dead-end bits like Lash Wednesday. Ooh. It's one of the reasons I left the show. 24 November. 1993. Good morning. What's your name? This is Al. Al, come on in here to the radio confessional. Tell me all about it. Well, Reverend Dave, uh, my wife and I have been married nearly five years, and actually our anniversary is on December 2nd. And with that approaching, I have a huge weight of sin that I've been carrying around that has brought me to you this morning. All right. Let's hear all about it. Well... Uh, this is what happened about five years ago. My wife to be Shannon and I decided to get married, <laughs> and uh, we're going to have the wedding in her hometown in Minnesota. Right. So we flew out there a week before the big day, and her mom Candy had planned and prepared just about. Wait a minute, before. her mom who? Candy. Candy. Yeah. I'm I'm getting a bad feeling. That's her name. Well, her, it's really Candace. It's always good when your mother-in-law's name is like Bambi or Candy. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, anyways, I hadn't met her yet. Yeah. But uh, Shannon had told me about her, and she was a really nice woman, and she was really wealthy. She had just sold off her late husband, uh, Shannon's dad's business. So I was really nervous about meeting her and all, and but she was a really warm and affectionate woman, and uh, she was really gorgeous. She was beautiful and fit. And how old would you guess she was? She was 41. And how old were you at the time? I was 20. <laughs> so Friday night comes, the wedding's on Saturday. And Shannon's friends were having a bachelorette party for her that night, so they took off about eight. And we were staying at her mom's house. She had a huge house up there um, on the outskirts of Minnesota in Minneapolis. Um, and I just sat down in front of the TV drinking brews. Um, and after about a six-pack, Candy comes down in her bathrobe. She had just taken a shower. This is your soon-to-be mother-in-law. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, she sits down next to me, and we just start talking. And next thing I know, she uh, puts her leg over my lap. Mm -hmm. And she, she starts leaning close to me. And next thing you know, we had kissed. And then we, still, we found ourselves in her bed, and gosh, we just made the best love I'd ever had in my life. Uh -huh. And uh, she was, I really hate to say this, but she was way better than my wife still is today. Oh, Reverend, please, here in the confessional. Man. And uh, I don't know, I can, the only way I can describe it is kind of like a fine wine, you know, it's better with age. So, and she tastes like a fine wine, too. And I wish I could say that candy was just a meaningless fling, but uh, my loins still lust for her. To this day, I still fantasize about her while I make love oh, to my wife. Hang on a second here, can you? Yeah. I need to pick up another line here. You son of a bitch. Hello? Hello. Who's this? That is my husband on the other line. Shannon? What do you think? I wouldn't recognize your voice? I'm out here, Dave. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm -hmm. Where are you? At home. You're at home? Better get out of the house. You've got five minutes. What about the sanctity of the confessional? <laughs> yeah, here on the radio. Yeah. Like she wasn't going to hear. You remember that story that just went to court? Oh. Do you remember that? Wait, now let's not get violent here. She's, she's got the whetstone out. Uh-oh. Yeah, I just get a good attorney. Well, you know what? The problem is she only got caught because she threw away the evidence, and it was, the evidence was found. It's like if you, if you don't find a body, then you can't convict somebody of murder. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
silver lining to the ugly story that's happened here, I'm, I think I'm going out on a limb here and saying this is going to end in a divorce. Yeah. The happy news is you won a uh, ticket to comedy night. Well, if you tell your wife that you won tickets to comedy night, maybe she'll go. Well. In what was to become the most infamous stunt of the year, the Dawn Patrol hoodwinked their listening audience into believing the American Space Shuttle would land in nearby Montgomery Field. That was a total disaster! Super talent agent J. Reed Stevens. I try to tell a kid, nobody's going to be fooled by something like that, and sure enough, only 12 or 13,000 people fell for it. It's like I try to tell them, think! <laughs> you know? Ah, but what the heck, publicity's publicity as long as they get the name right, huh? And finally, San Diego police are not laughing at an April Fool's joke played by a radio DJ. Dave Richards told listeners on Thursday that the space shuttle Discovery had been diverted to land at a small airport in town. Hundreds of people went to watch the bogus landing, causing some massive traffic jams. Around the world in 30 minutes, this is Headline News. They're bringing the space shuttle down here today. Yes, this Kennedy Space Center. This would be really cool if it was true. The field we have selected is Montgomery Field. And this is legit? <laughs> yes, sir. Is it okay for people to go out and watch? Oh, absolutely. Mr. Rich joins us now from uh, Montgomery Field. Oh, yeah, the parking lot is just jam-packed full of people now. I have not seen anything like this in a long time. People with lawn chairs standing on their hood. There's a couple of military copters flying around. Have you got a crowd estimate now? I'd say there's about 400 people out.
big trouble now. <laughs> I have a social work test right now. I hope uh, KG calls my professor and lets him know that I'm here. I'm sorry. At Montgomery Field, the traffic pulled away slowly, but no space shuttles pulled in. Not on this April Fool's Day. Hal Clements, News 8. Also in March of 1993, the Dawn Patrol released the cassette Repeat Offenders, which among other various atrocities portrayed bit player Chris Boyer having liaisons with a goat. As if to compound the insult, Boyer dramatized the act on stage in the eastern San Diego suburb El Cajon. After a deluge of hate mail from Joan Embry and a series of copy goat incidents in Lakeside, station management promised an end to this dramatized bestiality. Exploitation of telephone callers has long been Rickard's stock in trade. One listener's delusionary obsession is not only tolerated, but encouraged. St. Patrick's Day, 1993. Hello, is this Lee and so forth? Is this the radio and whatnot? Is that Lee, etc.? Yes, it is, etc. <laughs> I wrote some limericks that are very close and dear to my heart and whatnot, radio man. Everybody's Irish today. Right here, they come from right here. All right, let's hear some. This is the first limerick that I wrote. It's one that I hope you will quote. I can't hold a pencil, so I wrote with a stencil since I welded my thumb to a boat. <laughs> That was back at NASCO, back in 1959 and whatnot. I'm on disability, etc. Yeah, I've heard that story before. <laughs> Get any more for me? Yeah. <laughs> Never quite so beautifully, though. That was, oh. All right. Yeah. Okay. There once was a beautiful girl whose hair had a beautiful curl. She looked great in a halter. Her name, Barbara Walters, the best-looking woman in the world. Yeah. God. <laughs> if I was a cat, I would purr. The love inside me is pure. And when she's on the TV, she looks directly at me. God, I'd like to get her. <laughs> I'll tell you a story which I've never told anyone before. Hollywood correspondent Jules Hypenstein. It was six years ago when I was having trouble with my bladder. And I had to have surgery. So as you can imagine, I was terrified. So I had the surgery, and I remember waking up in the recovery room, numb, and as I struggled to open my eyes, I had the sensation that someone was holding my hand. But the nurse told me later I had been waiting seven hours for me to wake up. As I fought off the anesthetic, I slowly realized that through the fog, that the person holding my hand was none other than Soupy Sales. I'll never forget it for that. <laughs> Give me a moment here. Oh, bam. Wow, 50 bucks a week. It pays the rent. <laughs> you sound extra especially good today, which is amazing because every day you sound especially good, which makes today especially extra especially good. <laughs> oh, shut up. Good morning. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. 
Kato Kalin tells a current affair he does not deal drugs, he doesn't live off other people, and he is not a babysitter. However, he cut the interview short because he was on his way to pick up some crack at Huggies. <laughs> the country is baking again under another heat wave. In fact, it's so hot. How, how uh, hot is, is what? What? <laughs> oh, stop it. You're so funny. <laughs> Talk show host Larry King proposed to three more women just so he could get cold feet. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. We're calling your mom. Okay. And her name is? Patricia. Patricia. Here we go. You do all the talking. Okay. Hello. Mom? Yeah? Hi. Um, listen. It's so early. Well, I know. Listen, um, there's a problem. Um, I'm in there's the always a problem. Oh, okay, there. Mom, listen. I'm in jail. Don't ask me why, though, okay? Just don't ask me why. Again? No, no, listen. <laughs> I've about had it. Yes. Mom, no, it's I work. Right. I slave. Mom, Mom, Did Mom. you not always get hot breakfast? Mom, <laughs> Did I not get up in the morning? Mom. What did you? We these other kids thought. For you, <laughs> I cooked it. Mom, it's not like that. It's not like that. <laughs> no, what? Listen, fresh vegetables you didn't get. Mom, <laughs> it's fruit. All the time, fruit. Okay, listen, it's not like that time. Listen, let me just tell you what I need. I need two hundred Kool-Aid. Mom, I need my kids. I get the milk. I need two hundred dollars bill. Okay, that's not a lot. Listen, two hundred dollars bill, a bird. You know how much milk back of mom Mom forget the milk. Forget the mother. How can I forget the milk? Well you alone used to drink four to five glasses this morning. Mom, I tell you a little for Oh my god. No, you had to drink it all. And it was okay because I thought maybe, maybe mom, it would help you. I'm in jail. <laughs> why are we talking about milk here, Mom? Because you drank all the milk, and that's why you're in trouble. It's my minute. I, I can't take this anymore. What's <laughs> going on? Forget it. I'm staying in jail. Forget it. I don't want Are you okay, honey? Goodbye, Mother. Wait, wait. wait. No, 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 no. Forget it. I'm calling Dad. You went on and on about milk. Did he ever give you my Can we call her back and just say we were just kidding? Yes, yes that right. would be nice. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we think we'll be able to get in at word edgewise. I don't know. Doubt it. Doubt it. Uh, I'll be I, I don't want to do any talking. You do it all. Oh, man. <laughs> She'll see the humor. What a handful. Uh-huh. Hello? Mother, guess what? What? Just listen. It's a joke. Dave, are you there? No. Dave? No. I don't want to discuss this. Guess what? It was a joke. Isn't that funny? (laughs) You think this is funny? Who's laughing back there at me? Nobody. Mom, you know that radio station? Well, do I have time to listen to radio stations with a kid that's in jail? Mom, I'm not in jail. Tell us, Dave. Tell her. Dave who? It was a joke. Some bump. Some bump. (laughs) Dave who?
over my speaking, please. She, I'm the bum. <laughs> she is not in jail. You, you're making fun of me? No, we are not making fun of you. It's a joke. It's not funny, Mom. We've been trying to tell you for the last two minutes, but we haven't, you know, been able to get a word in edgewise that she is not in jail. It's not funny, Then where is she? Where are you, Lynn? You're at home? I'm at home. I'm She's Sugar, Lynn. Come here, honey. Give me a little something here. I don't have to listen to this. Give me a okay, kiss, Mom. Lynn. Huh? I'll talk to you later. Come on, give me a little goodbye. something. Goodbye. Mm. Goodbye. You're with Dave Rickers, Shelly Dunn, and Cookie Chainsaw Random. It's time once again for Earl's Bible Corner. Earl's interpretation of right. one of the many stories from the Bible. Good morning, Earl. Well, thank you very much there, Reggie Dave, and welcome one and all to Earl's Bible Corner. I am Earl, and this is what you call your religious studies. You see, your, 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 your seminary class. Well, no, no, no I, I think actually it's called uh, seminary. Right. Seminary. Well, the seminary would be something else altogether. It's a name. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know anything about that on account of my being sterile in it, but anywho. Right. Always finds its way in. <laughs> Today, we're going to learn all about one of the most important times in religious history. One of the most important times? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph! Jesus, what's the matter? Uh, nothing. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph is our subject today. Oh, okay, all okay. right, good. You see, a long, long time ago. God came down from a cloud and got this Mary broad knocked up in what you call your, you know, your immaculate reception. Uh-huh. So uh, Mary's about 43 months pregnant, bursting at the seams, see, and she says to Joseph, I know, let's go out and walk across the whole freaking desert. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I want to do right now. And this is where we learned that Mary was the first victim of PMS ever recorded in the Bible. Now, wait, I don't remember reading about that. Oh, Yeah. Come on, it's well known that Mary rode Joseph's ass all the way to Bethlehem. <laughs> That's a little Bible humor for you there, Dave. All right, let's get serious. Come on, come on, come on. All right. All right. Because anyways, Joseph and Mary get to the Bethlehem Howard Johnson. And the hotel clerk takes one look at these two deadbeats. He knows there ain't going to be no money come check out time. I mean, they rode up on a freaking donkey. So he says, I'm sorry, full up tonight. And Joseph says, come on, pal, be a sport. I just walked across the freaking dead and my wife's knocked up by some other guy. At least you can do is give us a stinking room. <laughs> so the clerk tells him to get lost. So Mary and Joseph go outside, decide to shack up in what you call your manger. Manger. Which is fancy old Bible talk for a crummy manure-infested bar. Jeez Louise, they're knee-deep in camel dog over here. You gotta believe when Jesus got a little older, he shot a couple of random lightning bolts toward that hotel clerk. Yeah. Wait a I'm the king of kings, and I gotta drop out of my mom into a pile of crap. Oh, Anywho, oh. Mary drops the kid, and then these three clowns drop in, yeah. totally uninvited. Oh. Don't tell me that didn't piss Mary out just a little bit. Oh. I mean, she had the baby in a barn, the stitches aren't even dry, now she's gotta entertain. Oh. <laughs> Now, one of these guys brings gold, which is fine. Yeah, that's fine with everybody. Another guy brings along Frankenstein, which totally scares the baby. <laughs> and this third guy brings a bucket of myrrh, whatever the hell that is. 
Now, here's the most interesting thought over here. Yeah. Mary and Joseph get down to naming the kid. Right. Yeah. Mary wants one of those new age names like Cody or Seth. Seth. Yeah, and Joseph is like, I'm sorry, but the son of God is not going to be stuck with Seth. <laughs> so they're going back and forth. Mary wants Seth. Joseph wants something manly, you know, like Jake or Max, you know, something like that. And then just at that point, one of the three characters stands up in the manger, bashes his head into a wooden beam, and right there shouts out in pain, Jesus Christ! And Mary thought that over. Hey, that sounds better than Seth Christ. So there you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Although I still haven't found out what the H stands for. Probably Hammond is something like that. Uh, <laughs> Here's your Bible corner. Hope you learned something right here. Better than Seth Christ. That's right. That's very interesting, Earl. Thank you. All right. Until next time, it's been Earl on Earl's Bible Corner. I hope there is an H there. Yeah. yeah. I love you, Seth.
unassuming, a quiet place for a man to be alone with his thoughts and do his work. Only the few basic needs, a telephone, a desk, plenty of drawers and room for paperwork, and of course, most important of all, a, a great leather chair <laughs> in which the Don twisted to find a comfortable position. <laughs>
And the Don turned to confer with his associates, who murmured and mumbled for quite some time. Coca-Cola Olympic City in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm your Olympic host, Cookie Chase Arado. From Olga Corbett's dramatic victories in Munich 1972, Nadia Kamenich's perfect 10 in Montreal 76, Mary Lou Retton's golden days of 1984, add the name Carrie Strug to Olympic gymnastic legend. Competing last night on a sore ankle, the 18-year-old from Tucson, Arizona, stuck the landing on one good leg and clinched the gold medal for the American team. The first ever for USA women. As usual, I was there with the broadcast call. All right. There is no way on earth Carrie Strum can complete this final attempt. She just crash landed on her first try and that ankle has to be broken in at least 15 places. Oh, Kelly's got a lot of guts tonight. Oh, that is Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Certainly, her coach will throw in the towel and ask Terry to give up. But no, Bella Negosi is urging her to go on. Oh, my God. Terry Scruggs staggers to the starting line. Shrug, you idiot. It's Terry Scruggs. Shut up. She's ready. Move over, Nadia Kamenich. Move over, Olga Corbett. 
If Kerry can stick this landing, your places in history are dog meat. Dad, <laughs> not to worry, ladies. There's no way that Kelly's stud can do that. Sit down, you panty anatomy. Kelly, Kelly, scrub back a shot. Don't get your hopes up. All right. Down she comes, gravity taking over now. Yes, what goes up must eventually come down. And she stopped the landing! Terry, it's Kirio! Shut up! Shut up! Oh my god! She stopped the landing! Right now. Who is it? 
is the man of the moment himself. Ellis Burks? Cam Caminiti. Oh, hey. The hottest hitter in baseball. Cammy, good morning. Good morning, Chase. Hey, Dave. Hey, Sherry. He's Camalicious. How you doing? How you doing, buddy? All right. So, Kenny, does all this MVP talk affect you at all? Uh, oh, not really. <laughs> uh, although I uh, suppose I'd rather be an MVP candidate than a candidate for the minor leagues. <laughs> but uh, I try not to think about awards. I just focused on what I have to do to help the club win ballgames. All right, Cammy. <laughs> thanks for joining us. And good luck tonight against the Phillies. Okay, Chainsaw, thanks a lot. Would you like to uh, take some calls from your fans here in San Diego? Uh, sure, I'd be happy to. Jonathan's on the line here. Jonathan, you're on the air with Ken Caminiti. Go ahead. Good morning, sir. Hey, how you doing? Great. Not as good yeah. as you, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel pretty good. Hey, congratulations on last night. Thank you. Um, I live right above the stadium, and uh, Tony Gwynn came down one day. We were at the stoplight together, and he was in his Porsche yeah. 932.7, 6.6. Yeah. And I leaned out my window and said, hey, Tony. Yeah. And he looked at me kind of like through the side of the sunglasses and didn't even wave. Oh, he's a good dude. Don't take that wrong. He's the, he's the best. Tony Gwynn is the best. What kind of car do you drive, Ken? Uh, I, I, I just I take a cab. <laughs> For your call, sir. Uh, Cammy, next is Lori here. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Lori, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing excellent. I am. I was just calling to say uh, congratulations. You're doing so great this season. Yeah. Love to watch well. you. And I have a question for you. Yeah. Are you single? Well, let me look that up in the press guide. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking, at, he's looking up if he's single or not. Yeah, I'm married. Oh, I'm you're married. married. I'm married, so sorry. What's your wife's name? Nancy. Nancy. Well, Nancy Caminiti. What's that? She must be a lucky lady. Well, I think yeah. I'm lucky. She's a beautiful lady. Oh, that's oh, lovely. Yeah, that's right. Well, I have two boys, too. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Laura. Unfortunately, Ken, that's all the calls that we have for you this morning. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And I'm telling you, this is a lovely brochure of uh, shower stalls and windows and things that they make. I mean, this is, I can tell this is quality, high-class, expensive stuff. I'm looking at windows myself for my house. You may want to call these folks and see if they do any work out here on the West Coast. They're on the East Coast, and their name is Douche Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Douche Queen. (laughs) Douche Queen. Yeah. Where do you suppose Douche Queen would be? Uh, Flushing, New York. (laughs) Better yet, it's Whack Off, New Jersey. Oh, no. You think I'm making it up? I'm not making it up. Morning, this, this is Sir Winston St. Clair. I am the king of douche. Looking for the queen. The queen just went. She went out to lunch. She went out to lunch. I want to speak with my lady. I want to speak with my lady. My lady douche queen. <laughs> you want to speak to the next queen? Yes, I do. Okay, I'll let you talk to her. Hold on. The lady in waiting, as it were. Oh, okay. Indeed. My kingdom awaits. <laughs> My kingdom awaits. <laughs> in you. 
from the castle this morning. Yes, I've been wandering. Where are you now? In Wackoff, New Jersey? Yes. (laughs) Hmm. What in heaven's name are you doing there? (laughs) I would seem that they would be mutually incompatible. Let me ask you a question. Hmm. Where are you calling from? I am calling from a Deucheville. I am Sir Winston St. Clair. The douche king calling for the douche queen. Now, is that in Europe or the United States? I don't even know. <laughs> we are our own domain. Really? Kingdom. Are you on the internet? Do you have an AOL.com address? I am the king of douche <laughs> That's all I need to say. Tell her not to mock you. Do not mock me, my dear. Did you get out of I will have you be douche. <laughs> okay, well, it was very important to you.
had enough out of you, you smart mouth little freak. I happen to be Polish. And even I enjoy a Polish joke from time to time, but you crossed the line here tonight. Oh, please, sir, uh, don't be offended. Uh, they're just jokes, and we don't... Hey, you stay out of this, Zippy. This is between me and that little guy on your knee. Hey! Hey, Mr. Pollock! Watch it there, shorty. How do you keep a Pollock in suspense? I don't know. How? Three-way idiots. Just uh, dial two numbers and then get back to the background and laugh at us. What? 
Well, this has happened about four or five times this morning. Are you located in Tennessee? No, I'm in, I'm in Shreveport, Louisiana. Well, this, I'm in Bartlett, Tennessee. Bartlett, Tennessee. Well, the idiot that's doing all this calling, I ain't going to tell him where he's at. Broker. There he is. He is. <laughs> Hear him laughing about that smoking dope and probably running running around with one another. Probably so, yeah. Somebody talk about it. a couple country. calls this morning. A girl that works here for me said that somebody called from uh, somewhere in Kansas. Broker. Hear that, hear that idiot back in the background? I hear somebody. Now that, they probably a bunch of dope smoking goober smoking. <laughs> yeah, could be. What the oh, hell? The connection just got really bad. Don't I hurt? What's that? Don't I hurt? Now, this is Stucky Dairy Queen. Say again? This is Stucky's Dairy Queen. Yeah. Uh, you called me? No, I can tell you who it is. It's some goddamn idiot-ass radio station out in California. It's 101 KGPO! Oh! i tell you what I wish them disc jockeys from California could do. They could come out here and kiss my ass. Kiss my ass! Where are you from? Memphis. Gee <laughs> whiz. I like what you do. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there's some three-way hookup out there in California. I done found out about it. They think they had a big time. They're listening to what we're saying. Hey, that's good. Uh, maybe we have... We're going. I'm gonna give my ear full. Whose ass do I kiss? My ass. Kiss it. I'm trying to use the phone. Hello. Hello. Yes, Duncan, Beauty, and Barbara. Huh? Duncan, Beauty, and Barbara. This is the barber shop. Yes, ma'am. Well, why are you? Why am I? <laughs> oh well, our phone rang and I just answered well, it. Well, ours rang too. We just answered it. Hello. Yeah, that's a good one. 
it. Some goddamn idiot-ass radio station out in California. Yeah, I got a pretty good idea who you are, too. A bunch of California people out there need to be dead. Who's your daddy? Mr. Smith? Thanks for calling. All right, Dan. I got to go now. Call you later. Bye.
Mother Superior stifled her surprise and responded to Fife in the most serious manner. Oh, Fife, you're such a douchebag. <laughs> oh, Alan's history. I think I'll go, I'll go. go. A two-foot nun. Yeah. Honestly, wherever do you get such nonsense? Ooh, sister, I think he's been spending too much time polishing his bullets. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but Fife was determined. that Floyd's prediction came true. in their bed, and as Fife turned to head back to the sheriff's station, he was taunted by the derisive hoots of Floyd. Marty poked a penguin. <laughs> Marty poked a
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 